hit record and we're <laughs> starting this damn podcast and this is pop culture twine the podcast that's highly unreliable and bad hey meg wow just two hours of that please <laughs> you got it girl <laughs> i'm gonna go <laughs> talk to my talent agent because honey i'm booked and busy Yes, Rocky knows. <laughs> Rocky's stressed. <laughs> oh. You look over and he's like on three different cell phones. <laughs> he always looks stressed and concerned for no reason. So that's true. <laughs> I said no cranberries, flips a salad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi. Hey. How's it going? Gal pal. Gal pal Rachel Green. Yeah, um, hi, Gal pal Rachel Green. It's going just <laughs> just the same old. Just existing. Yeah, truly. Um, I feel like this week is actually flying by. That's why I like, Loki didn't even realize today was Wednesday. So that's a good thing because got a little three-day weekend coming up. Do you have Monday off too? Yeah, I actually have a five-day weekend, so, like, I'm fully fucking, What? Like, yeah, How? because, well, Tuesday, well, I have Monday off, and mm-hmm. then Tuesday's Mardi Gras, and so then I took Mardi Gras in the day after off. Ooh, that's super fun. Good for you for giving yourself a little break. That's what yeah. I'm bad at. I'm bad at, like, taking PTO just to, like, sit at home. <laughs> I literally haven't taken vacation. Not that this is even like vacation. Right. But like I literally haven't at home either. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, like I haven't taken vacation since literally um last March when I went to Chicago right before everything shut down. Yeah. So yeah, actually this week, like a year ago, this week, I was like gallivanting through Barcelona no big deal uh, so yeah I'm like crying every day <laughs> oh girl I feel you because I keep getting like well because like yeah like this time last year I was here in New Orleans like celebrating Mardi Gras mm-hmm. and like people like COVID wasn't even like in I mean it was but like you know what I mean like it wasn't even like in the U.S. like it wasn't even like a thought like I kept reading like BuzzFeed articles about like the shit going down in China right and just thinking like Wow, that's crazy. And, like, yeah, like, flying to New Orleans, like, celebrating Mardi Gras. And then, like, obviously, like, the first case of, like, in Seattle when I lived there. But even right. just being, like, well, it's just, like, in that nursing home. And then, like, mm-hmm. that weekend, like, going to Chicago and, like, literally partying with, like, thousands of people, like, packed into a bar, like, kissing random strangers, like, just doing reckless shit. Not even, like, reckless. It's reckless now. But, like, I just remember it was, like, so insane because, like, the day before I was supposed to leave, no one cares, but, like, the day before I was supposed to leave, because, um, like, I obviously went there for, like, St. Patrick's Day. And the day I was supposed to leave, before I was supposed to leave, they canceled, like, Green River dying. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, that fucking sucks. But, like, nothing else was canceled. Like, every bar was open. Every restaurant was open. And it was so crazy because, like, that Friday that I was there, I went to Urban Outfitters. And then that Sunday that I left, every Urban Outfitters in the country had closed. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember when you were there. And I remember being like, are you still going to go? And like, and I had plans to go to Dallas at the end of March for like a work. It was 
for work thing, but I was going to stay and make like a fun Dallas weekend out of it with uh, like some, and have some friends like meet me there. Mm-hmm. But, and I was just like, like, I remember my work being like, like, do you feel comfortable going? And like in early March, I was just like, yeah. Or like, even yeah. like in March, I was like, um, yeah, I think I'll be fine. But then literally it was just like one day hit and it was like March, I don't know, like 14th, 15th or 16th that everyone was just like oh yeah no 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 that this is not going to be a thing <laughs> yeah it was like it was like march yeah march 16th cuz i came i flew out on march 16th i think mm-hmm. and yeah like even the day before like the day before we had been like in packed bars like crazy packed bars like doing whatever so, right. and I then know. Like, the next day like literally everything was shut down and like i flew home and it was like so insane and like I'm, like, so, I'm sure this is, like, controversial, but I'm, like, sick of, like, trying to watch my words on this podcast to make sure, like, I don't offend anybody. Like, there's so many people that will get offended by anything. Like, sorry. I'm just, like, over it. Um, uh, or just about <laughs> that earlier this weekend, but yes. Um, But I'm, like, literally so glad I went because, yeah, people are, like, uh, leading up to it, people are, like, oh, are you still going now that everything's canceled? And I was, like, yeah. Well, because, like, honestly, you see back then, too, like, we didn't know anything. We we mm-hmm. didn't even like wear masks for like two months like <laughs> oh yeah like even like up in like I, when were we supposed to wear masks like i April, don't even know it took like the solid week or two and just like straight quarantine before they were like oh yeah we should wear masks yeah i'm like exaggerating two months because i just felt like it was two months but like yeah. i know that it like was not but like it wasn't like mandatory i started wearing masks early on because like my mom made me one Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember still, like, going into the convenience store, like, and, like, no one else. I was the only person in there with a mask. And, like, yeah. people were, like, looking at me like I was, like, crazy. But, yeah, we're, oh, but, like, yeah, like, people leading up to it, like, are you still going to go? And I was, like, yeah, like, who fucking cares? Like, it only, like, affects old people, like, and, like, not that I don't care about old people. But, like, I was, like, I'm not going anywhere, like, near old people. You know, like, what I mean? Like, right. I'm. And so then, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. Like, I was just pretty clueless and, like, reckless about it. But, like, in hindsight, I, like, literally don't regret going. Like, I'm so happy I went because it was, like, the last hoorah before God knows when I'll get another one. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't regret it either. Like, you like you said, we just didn't know. Like, for you to choose not to go at that point, it probably would have been a little bit of, like, like paranoia and at that point you know like god knows what we had coming so i'm glad that you did too yeah because like it was such a fun trip like it was literally so fun and we did like crazy shit and like had so much like such a good time and so like and then yeah like when i came home that sunday like everything was shut down and so i'm like well thank god i fucking went or i'd probably like (laughs) who knows if i'd still be here like because shit's dark man and I like I needed to have like that last good memory to like think about and it was like uh, like I have no idea like when I'll because I went with my best friend Katie and it's like I have no idea like when I'll see her in person again like yeah so I have no regrets about that and it's also just so crazy to think about because like our hotel was like sold out and they were like having a party on the roof like we went into ubers with like no masks like every (laughs) bar was fully open like no one was thinking about masks no one was talking about the coronavirus like no one like (laughs) i don't know it's just just so random that literally sounds first of all so fucking fun and it like such a like distant memory like it sounds like fake like when i think about the memories of that i'm like was that even real or am i just like 
like imagining that <laughs> yeah I saw this tweet like this random ass tweet that was just like all my like Facebook Snapchat and like photo memories from a year or two or three ago feel like fever dreams and it was yeah. just like a picture and it was like a video of this guy just like at some big like college party just like having fun and it's like yeah that's really true and it's really fucking bleak I will say well, I think that trip is just so crazy to me because it literally, like, the entire country literally, like, changed overnight while I was there, like, on my last day going home. Yeah, it's almost like everyone was probably using that as their last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, well, like, I even, like, went out, we, would, like, went to breakfast, like, and it was packed, there was a wait, like, there's no mask. And so, like, it's crazy, like, it just is so crazy because it's, like, we were there for three days just like living completely normal lives and then our last day like the entire country was like overnight had just like shifted and has like yet to shift back like in any slight (laughs) oh god I know it's like and I'm starting to see things about like people hitting that like pandemic wall and it's like well I've I thought I hit that a long time ago, but now it feels to be like a little bit different, like just a little more real having that like actualization that it's been a year set in and yeah, I don't know. It's rough. And I was, yeah, I don't know. I was going to go on another rant about something else, but it really had nothing to do with anything. Okay. (laughs) Let it out, girl. If you need to let it out. This is just a rant podcast. This is just, like, us just talking in order just to, like, survive to the next week, I swear. Or maybe I, I just feel like that. I don't know. I feel like, um, well, it was the Super Bowl that kind of set me off. And granted, I'm the whole concept that the Super Bowl happened this weekend makes me a little, like, full-on makes me anxious. Like, seeing those videos of people at clubs and, like, mm-hmm. all the and stuff at like after parties and there are just like no fucking masks anywhere but then what this is what I was gonna rant about but then I saw this um there's like this actually like really cute young couple on TikTok that they always show up on my for you page it's like they they do like comedy videos they got famous when they were doing that like me acting like my wife or you know those types oh yeah and they're actually like really cute and they did this video where he like surprised she they live in Tampa Bay. He's like she's from Tampa Bay. And they did this video where he like surprised her with Super Bowl tickets at the last minute and they like documented them at the Super Bowl. She was like crying as they walked in the stadium. They were both wearing masks the whole time. And well, I mean as far as like the videos go. And people were just like coming for them in the comments. And it's like, I mean, I don't know. That's so weird to me. I would never do more than like roll my eyes and keep scrolling after mm-hmm. seeing that. I can't imagine ever being the one to comment like, um, I haven't hugged my grandma in a year, but this is fun for you. Like, I don't know. That's not my style. But the people who are, it's, I just, I don't know. It made me so mad. I'm just like, why are you coming for these people? I'm so sick of the whole like preachy shit but at the same time I'm like I don't know I go back and forth but still I'm just like why are you coming for these people for going to the fucking Super Bowl there were like 20,000 other people there take your anger out like somewhere else but it doesn't have to be directed all on them because it's not like they were the only ones 
Well, like, check it out on the NFL for, like, literally having a Super Bowl with fans. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like, if they're, if they, if it's, like, a thing that people are allowed to go to and they were wearing masks and socially distanced and sanitized and whatever, then, like, okay. Yeah, it's, like, you can't <laughs> blame them for going to an event that they wanted to go to that they were allowed to go to. Assuming yeah. they took their proper precautions along the way, which it sounds like they did. I don't fucking know. I don't know them. But, yeah, it's, like, there's, like, a bigger issue. There's a deeper issue there that the fact that there was even a Super Bowl. And I'm just, like, oh, I fucking hate the little, like, trolls. Well, yeah, there's just, like, a lot of, like, holier than thou, like, I, yeah, like, I haven't hugged my grandma in, like, a year or whatever. And it's, like, well, I haven't hugged my grandma in, like, ten years, but that's for other reasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> like everyone just has, like, yeah. their different, like, comfort level. And, like, you can't control people. And, like, shaming people, like, isn't really doing anything besides just, like, making them more stupid and reckless. I don't know. Like, that's why I'm, like, kind of glad I'm, like, once again, everyone's, like, we get it. You're, like, off the grid. You're quirky. You're, like, you're Shailene Woodley. But, like, that's why I'm kind of glad that I'm, like, off Instagram. Because I just felt like I kept seeing, like, half my Instagram feed was people being, like, stupid and reckless. Like, not wearing masks. Yeah. And then the other half was, like it must be nice to like see your parents or like whatever like everyone is literally suffering like I literally like yeah I I got to move and now I see my parents like on a semi-regular basis but like I just said like I haven't seen my best friend in almost a year and like I have no idea when like I'll see her again and like in that time she's like gotten engaged like (laughs) okay (laughs) I have no idea like when she'll have her wedding or when I'll be able to see her in person like celebrate her like we're all just going fucking through it like you're everyone that's always how it is with like tragedies it's always like oh you have like cancer well I've had cancer four times you know like people always always just have to be like or even like with the weather I feel like it's particularly where I'm like wow it's like cold it's like 43 and people are like 43 here in Minnesota it's negative 16 <laughs> it's just like yeah why is everything weirdly a competition yeah and before I don't even we... know where that rant went. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, no, and I had the same thing too. I totally just like was word vomiting. And before we move on from the COVID conversation, because let's please do that. I just want to say, I acknowledge that I have not been the perfect quarantiner this whole year. I have not. I get it. I've taken a certain amount of risk to do things, but I just want to get that out there that I, but I'm also not fucking preaching and shaming on people. And I would hope that people would do the same for me. I'm taking, you know, but I just want to get that out there. Cause I feel like I talk about stuff a lot and I don't want anyone to be like, well, you were in feet, like whatever, hop off my dick. Like we're literally just doing the best we can. And like, as long as you're like limiting who you see and when like you're out in public, you're like wearing a mask and you're like using hand sanitizer and like, if you feel like you have the symptoms, you're, like, not going out. Like, that's just, like, the best you can do. Like, I fucking get annoyed when I see people throwing, like, parties and it's, like, 300 people. And it's, like, okay, what the fuck? But, like, yeah. it's like, like someone that. just, like, getting lunch, like, in the park with their friend and you're both just, like, wearing masks and you're outside. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> like that where I see people who are just, like, well, I wasn't feeling good, but I went on, like, a cabin trip with my <laughs> up north and then like blah blah it's shit like that that enrages me and then there's like me who drives across the country and wears gloves at every single gas station and like sanitizes your hotel room just so I can like have some human contact like you know it's those are two different things for sure like 
yeah, like honestly, there's just like a you there's just you're we're just doing like what we can. Like we also have to take care of ourselves like mentally and like do what we feel comfortable with mentally in order to like survive. Like loneliness is like literally a high killer of people. And like I'm not even like making that up. Like that's a statistic. You can look it up. Mm-hmm. So it's like we can't just be like, well, I've never left my apartment since April because like you'll die. <laughs> Yeah, like literally of like loneliness, like you'll you will die. So like you just have to just make safe, smart choices and then just do the best you can with those safe, smart choices. Don't go to a party, but if you want to see your friend for like lunch and you're both like in mass, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure some people are listening at home like, oh my fucking god, they have friends. Oh god, they're gonna kill us. And it's like, no, we're not. We're not the ones, like, spreading it. Yeah. So, whatever. (laughs) everyone. (laughs) I feel like every time we start this podcast, I'm like, I don't want to talk about COVID for, like, the first 20 minutes, but we always end up doing it anyway because... There's nothing else fucking going on. I think a lot of people are really hitting. I'm actually glad we're having this conversation because I think a lot of people, me included, are even though like, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I lived more in quarantine when I lived in Seattle just because no one <laughs> was my friend there. But like, I think a lot of people really are hitting that really dark place. Mm-hmm. And I just like... Uh, man it sucks and I just like want people to know like like you're really like it's so cliche to be like you're not alone but like you're really not like trust me like I'm in that place too like it's just like hard to get up in the morning sometime or just like hard to keep going because it's just like every day feels like groundhog day and like there's no joy Mm -hmm. or like anything to like separate your life or to like make milestones it's literally like work go to sleep have a weekend where you're inside work go to sleep have a weekend when you're inside like it's just like there's nothing to like milestone your life or to like mark time or to celebrate or to break up that stress and so it's like Mm -hmm. it's just like getting to the point where it's like well like and I'm not like suicidal I'm sorry if that's coming off that way but it's like gets to the point where it's like like what is the point of living like what is the point of this life and I think that not to get way too dark and like off track but like I think that a lot of that is like just like how much America is like built on capitalism where we have like nothing outside of like (laughs) <laughs> our jobs or like you know mm-hmm. or like going to happy hour yeah so I mean even I mean I'm taking like a like what I'm about to say is not the same level as what you were just saying but I totally agree with everything you were saying but even just like winters are always rough in New York yeah for me. like especially someone who, I don't know maybe it's because I never like came from a place that had a winter so like I just don't fucking want to do anything in the winters um as it is and then now we have this and it's actually of course it's been like a bad winter we've had blizzards and snow and shit but just the fact that like I don't even want to leave my apartment to do my little like pandemic walks it's really like like it's just a very stuck feeling like I'm literally stuck in this apartment because there's a pandemic and I'm stuck in this apartment because it's like fucking freezing and icy outside and dirty and gray and it's just a very very yeah shit's rough yeah man depression just like creeps in on you in like the most weird ways and it's like hard to see to the other end but as someone who like literally has had like suicidal depression my literal entire life like there is 
another end. I can't say like when that's coming because obviously like I've never lived through a pandemic before, but I have lived through very dark times before. And I can say like it there like eventually you get over the hill even like when it feels like you truly just like never will. So hang in there, man. I can speak from experience, not pandemic experience wise, but just like being in that mindset. And like one day you'll just realize like, oh, I I I guess I got over that hill. Like I feel like a little better. Yeah. So yeah. We we will get through it. For sure. And like it's also nice to think like I like saw um a picture somewhere of kids doing virtual not virtual virtual learning but it was like through the radio back in like the 40s or whenever when like polio was like very uh-huh. Uh-huh. and so it was like we've done virtual learning before and like we got through it like we've done this virtual shit before and like no one even like thinks twice about it now so we will get through people are getting their vaccines every day Mm-hmm. and then well then what you said just brought up another point it's like I also get that like I'm just I'm just one person going through this like I don't have the responsibility of having to worry about like a partner going through this with them or like my kids or like you know like I'm just kind of going through it on my own which has its own pros and cons yeah uh, but it's like I recognize that people are going through different situations than me like god imagine like the parents who work full-time and have to manage that's parents working especially working parents so it's like when i think about that stuff i'm just like wow who the fuck am i to complain i just work all day and then like watch netflix but that like we said that's like its own level of like isolation and loneliness too so yeah i don't know yeah, like everyone has the right to feel the way that they need to feel right now. Yeah, dude, shout out to parents if you're going through this with kids. I fucking like don't know how you're doing it. Like you're incredible. I would have like left my family by now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like shout out to everyone who's also going through it alone. Like there's like times that well, that's like literally why I moved. Because if I hadn't moved, like when I first was living in like Seattle and like the quarantine happened. I didn't see another person for, like, four weeks. I know. And even now, like, living with my, like, not, I don't live with my parents, but, like, living near my parents, I don't see them, like, every week. So sometimes if I don't see them that week, like, I'll go, like, two weeks without talking to someone, like, in person. It sucks. But, oh, God, everyone's just on this fucking journey, man. It's just, (sighs) just over it. It will pass. Yeah. Hopefully, like, this time next year, God, if this podcast is still happening, you can sue us for damages. But (laughs) (laughs) hopefully this time next year, we're, like, we're, like, talking about, like, how crazy it is that, like, we wore masks and, like, didn't go to things because, like, we're going to things. Because hopefully we're back out at bars, like, throwing up and kissing strangers. Oh, I'm going to be a slut. Let me just... (laughs) Editors know... Um, when I say like Mardi Gras <laughs> this weekend, like I don't want anybody to think that I'm like <laughs> like partying it up. No, um, I for anybody like doesn't know, like every parade, every Mardi Gras, anything like has been canceled this year, and the every bar and like you every alcohol sale is like forbidden from um 
next Friday night to Wednesday. And so, like, nothing's going on, but, like, everyone, not everyone, but, like, a lot of people have, like, decorated their homes to look like um, parade floats, myself included. And so, like, um, people are going to throw, like, goodies from their porch and, like, give, like, alcohol from their porch. And you just, like, celebrate your, your with your neighborhood. Like, you walk around, go look at the different house floats. Um you know, a lot of people are giving out alcohol, you get alcohol, you get goodies, whatever, and you just socially distance, like, party with your neighborhood, but in a very safe way, so when I say, like, Mardi Gras, like, I'm not, like, out on Bourbon Street, like, Mardi fucking up, like, like, the French Quarter's literally closed next week, like, you have to show ID that you, like, live there, staying in a hotel, so, like, when I say, I'm like, oh, I'm taking up Mardi Gras, I'm like, I'm literally hanging out on my front porch with my parents, like, that's it. (laughs) Well, and God, no, that sounds still, like, really fucking fun and yeah so own it baby (laughs) okay well that was depression corner like i said i've never not been depressed so if you ever want to visit i've made myself a home there yeah that was our weekly um therapy session which (laughs) we do every time we record this fucking podcast (laughs) (laughs) well anything good going on for you girly have you watched anything good listened to anything good heard a good joke what's what's happening what's the 411 literally nothing um i'm not watching much of anything i'm still kind of in like a show rut that i've talked about for the last few weeks no i haven't finished bridgerton yet um i am I had like a migraine all weekend, so sure. I like didn't watch TV. And on Sunday, I watched the Super Bowl. Um, she's uh, a she's a tomboy. She likes football and the Super Bowl. Yes, she's not go, like other girls. Go team. Go sports. Throw go it. Sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do really love the Super Bowl. I I know that it whatever like it's has its issues especially this year and don't get me started on the nfl in general but i've just always really enjoyed the super bowl like the the whole not even the game honestly just like the food the drink the commercials like i don't know um she loves football the super bowl and she's not friends with girls because she hates drama yeah i just get along better with guys (laughs) (laughs) literally false but um I have been keeping my days busy by watching reruns. Well, not reruns, because I've never seen them. But I'm watching Married at First Sight, like a 40-year-old woman who lives in Wisconsin. (laughs) Um, But you can't watch the last episode of Bridgerton, where I told you it was very good. Yeah. Yeah. I I have had connection. Um... (laughs) I don't have much to say about that. Um, Megan, the last episode is good. I promise you need to watch the ball. I will. <sighs> I will this weekend. I mean, literally, I like couldn't look at light this weekend while I had a migraine. So, so then I started the longest show with the most spinoffs in so many seasons. Well, that's the thing. It's like whenever I have a migraine, I like to turn on the TV in the living room, but turn the volume down just so it's like like kind of like background noise but I can still hear them but then I have to yeah. go lay in my bed with my eyes closed so that I have something to focus on that isn't the pain no I do the same thing I like yeah like put 
TV on my computer and like turn the volume like very low and then I like lay with my back like against it like so I'm not watching it yeah and obviously it has to be something like mindless TV that either it's yeah. like either like Bravo reruns I've seen before or a show that's like you can follow without having to watch it so you know that was literally all of Saturday it was a great day <laughs> kind of sounds like it <laughs> um yeah I mean without the pain it would have been um but yeah what about you oh I am reading a good book I actually just started a good book like a few days ago I'm not like other girls I like football and reading (laughs) I'm a mystery I'm like a manic pixie dream girl oh my god bye I have to go I can't (laughs) um hate but she holds so many qualities she has so many layers to her I ordered a nice new book um called The Hunting Party by Lucy Foley if anyone's into like thrillery murdery mystery it's a good one I'm only like 50 pages in but like I'm pretty I'm pretty into it oh okay can you send me that I will and apparently this author Lucy Foley has like another book that's becoming quite uh quite the chatter I think I'm pretty sure they're probably either making it into a tv show or a movie it's called the guest list so oh I feel like I've heard about that but yeah, those are just the type of books that I really like. So if anyone has any recommendations on them, feel free to let us know. And I will send you a picture of this one, Morgan, um, when we get off. Okay, yeah, because those are the kind of books I love, like Jillian Flynn, mm-hmm. um, Girl on the Train. Mm-hmm. But the movie fucking sucked. I like can't ever oh get over that. <laughs> I'll never forgive you, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that was bad. Um, but yeah, I love those two. And this this one, it's about like a group of friends who rent out this like really extravagant lodge like property for New Year's Eve, and then one of them dies, and apparently one of them killed one of them. <laughs> okay. Wow. But, yeah. So. Okay, what are you watching, reading? That's, well, that sounds really good. I really want to read that. I'm reading a book that's really weird. I can't even remember what it's called. It's not even worth talking about. Like, I'll finish it, but it's been kind of weird. Um, what am I watching? I've been watching a lot of Sex in the City. I feel like I'm, like, at that point where it's, like, <laughs> not to keep talking about, like, my mental health, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm a person that's pretty open. I literally work in mental health and I'm like a person that's like open about mental health. Sometimes I get like so depressed, like I can't watch shows that like I have to like watch Sex in the City or like Friends or yeah, things like that. Really like comfort watching. That's why I rewatch Real Housewives of New Jersey so often. <laughs> yeah. So I've just been watching like Sex in the City a lot because I was watching Grace or Frank, Grace and Frankie mm-hmm. and like I am still watching an episode here or there I'm like on the last season but like I'm not like continuously watching like I was because I just haven't like been in the mood um and god did I watch any good movies over the weekend I can't even remember like what I did this weekend so I guess not um, um confirmed that she will split promising young woman with me Wait, that, oh yay all right yeah um it was one of those like traumatizing moments where I heard my own voice coming from my apartment and I was like <laughs> fuck 
and she was listening to the pod and then she like pokes her head in my room and she's just like I'll split the movie with you. And I was like, okay, get out. <laughs> Turn it off and get out. <laughs> Team Lauren. Oh my God, you'll <laughs> love. Truly visuals, soundtrack, storyline, plot twist. This movie's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. By the way, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Um, yeah, weird that you mentioned that because I actually did catch part of it this week and I haven't been watching it in the last few weeks. Um, well, wasn't this the first one back? I don't, hasn't it been on like every week? Wait, <laughs> what's time? Wait, I think it's been on since like mid, like end of January, which literally when was that? <laughs> so, like, oh, there's, I feel like this was like the third episode back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, there was like Timothy, Ch- T- Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. Um, um, but even, oh, John Krasinski. Even before they went on hiatus, I hadn't really been watching. Oh. <laughs> she was too busy watching football. I have had enough of you. <laughs> but wait, who hosted this week? Dan Levy. Yes, 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 yes. Big fan of Dan Levy, huge fan of Schitt's Creek. If you have not watched, highly recommend. Such a funny show. Oh, God, I love that show. It's like a perfect show. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, well, um, confession, I actually haven't finished Schitt's Creek. Wow. Megan loves to hurt herself. <laughs> Megan loves to set herself up for failure. I just love to bring herself joy. <laughs> Let's dive into that, Megan. Why do you why do you hold joy back from yourself? Lot lot to unpack here. <laughs> in, in the words of Andy Cohen. In the words of Billy Ray Cyrus, much to think about. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> well, why don't I even fucking tell you anything? I was gonna say like the last episode is so beautiful, but you don't give a fucking shit. I feel like I feel like what all my friends feel towards me when I'm like, no, I won't watch that. <laughs> uh, I'm getting my karma. Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all. Okay, um, I'll add them to my list for my very exciting weekend plans. Okay. Mm. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, yeah, Dan let me perform or hosted so good he's such a good actor he's so funny just like naturally just like his dad and um Phoebe Bridgers performed and I'm like very obsessed with her and she smashed her guitar after the second song and it was fucking cool and um rumor has it that she's dating Paul Paul something who I've talked about on this podcast because I I read the book and watched the show Normal People. Um, And it's like a super like horny show and like horny book. And he is the reason for that. So good for you, girl. Good for you. Dude, good for her for just being like a cool bitch. I fucking love her. I listen to her music like every day. It's like my morning work music. And I'm sure like all my neighbors fucking hate me because I really (laughs) sing it at the top of my lungs. Um... But yeah, she performed and it was fucking incredible. Oh god, it was like such a great episode. It was like when John Mulaney and the Strokes were together, and I was like, "Was SNL reading my diary?" <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so yeah, if you like Phoebe Bridgers, if you like Dan Levy, watch this week's SNL. Very good. And I feel like that's pretty much all I've been doing. I've been working on my house float stuff too. Um, just oh, trying yeah. to get all ready and boo yeah and just like looking at other people i feel like i keep going on walks because i keep looking at other people's house floats which are like somewhere and so insane because they they spent like fifteen thousand dollars to have it like like i'm not exaggerating the amount of money fifteen thousand dollars to like have it done um for them and they're just like and like i live near those people because like the neighborhood i live in there's like a ton of rich people i am not one of them by far (laughs) um and so I've just been like going on walks and staring at all of them. They're like such hot, like <laughs> insane, like like twenty foot dinosaurs, like life size dinosaurs. That's it's so cool. crazy. Yeah, I've always wanted. Well, first of all, you know I've always wanted to go to New Orleans, and I haven't yet. And but I've definitely always wanted to go to Mardi Gras. It always just kind of seems very like overwhelming the thought of going and like getting a hotel and like. Uh, so now I have you. So hopefully at this point next year. We're like together at Mardi Gras and reminiscing on the days of your. <laughs> Don't fucking use Bridgerton talk if you can't. Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh gosh. Okay. I don't even know like what to talk about celebrity wise. Let's talk about what I just fucking watched. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people are going to be annoyed because they're like, this podcast is fucking so serious every fucking week. <gasps> don't listen. I already know you don't. We, It's me, Megan, and Lauren. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's who this podcast is for. And it's only for me because I have to listen to it when I post it to make sure the audio is good. <laughs> Would I listen as a fan at this point? I don't know. I feel so bad for you. <laughs> The so much I sacrifice week after week for you guys, and for you guys, I mean Lauren specifically. <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Do you realize how traumatizing it is to hear your own voice? Yes, your- I do. Because one time I was in Katie's car and it was Bluetooth on <laughs> the radio, and I could have died right then and there. It's a so. special humiliation. Yeah, it's like well, I just like. I have no middle ground to my voice. My voice is either very high-pitched, um, like, SoCal Valley Girl, or just, like, very monotone. There's no middle ground for me, so my voice just is so annoying, no matter what. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, speaking of wonderful singers and performers, Britney Spears. Mm. God, and I have a lot to say, honey. So if you're standing up, you better fucking just sit down and get comfortable and take some motherfucking notes because I'm about to read the entire room here. <laughs> Britney Matt, Spears, oh. there's... What was Good. that? Oh, did you hear me? Uh-uh. Matt and Bowen did a Britney episode today, too. So we're literally just, as usual, riding their coattails. <laughs> I know, I listened to it. It was actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like a huge pop culture moment this week. Um, the New York Times put out a documentary episode on Hulu called Framing Britney. And it just shows just like how fucking shitty 
the media treated Britney for her like entire career from literally when she was like what like 15 mm-hmm. um till now and i think she's like 38 or thir- in like, her late 30s um and they've just like treated her truly like shit and like not even like a human mm-hmm. and then she fucking like lost her mind and then she got placed under her conservatorship by with her dad as like the person controlling it and so now she's just like a prisoner in her own fucking life and so it was just like a documentary showing all of that um and it's like very hard to watch because it's I got like a little emotional during it because she's just such a god sweet person who like has done no wrong and I would get in my feels when who was it? It's like her assistant would talk about her and just talk yes. about humble and kind and like just sweet she is. And ugh. well, it's like so crazy to watch old things. And first of all, let me just say this: we have talked about this on the podcast for like over a year, numerous times, and in depth. So, like, if anybody listening right now is like, I didn't know, like, shame on you because like we have talked about this like so much like this is not new well I don't want to be like the person that Matt was talking about because I'm not like being like well I knew or like whatever like but this has been like going on so if like you're listening to this podcast like what like please (laughs) and like yeah I don't want to be that person either but that's why I was saying I'm still so stunned how like a few months ago when everyone was just like what three Britney Britney's under a conservatorship what and it's like (laughs) Like, it's so weird how this just came out of nowhere and people, like, figured it out and, like, started talking about it and, like, making this documentary about it. And I'm here for it. But I'm also just, like, I thought we all knew this. Like, it's been this way literally since, like, 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Not trying. Yeah. Like you said, not trying to be that person who's, like, eh. But, like, like, yeah, this is not news. It's new. Not new. (laughs) (laughs) well it's like yeah and like we've talked about it like in length on here like numerous times about just like how fucking shitty but it's like just god some of it it's just like so hard to watch because she's literally just like it's so crazy to watch like old videos of her because the person that she is now I wouldn't if I didn't know who she was I would not say that's the same person at all I know it's like to see it all in one place like in one sitting like one documentary it's like oh my god it's like fucking girl has been through it and like for what for being a singer yeah yeah and but like yeah like if you literally showed me a video of her and I didn't know who she was if you showed me a video of her in like maybe one more time fame and like her Instagram I would be like, that's literally not the same person. They have different voices, different personalities. They look completely different. And obviously, like, you age, but, like, you still look like you. And they just, like, are, it's just, like, it doesn't even seem like the same person. And it's, like, just so sad because, like, truly, like, the media just completely obliterated her entire personality and who she was and, like, her entire mental state. And I just, if I'm being honest, I just, like, don't ever see her getting that back I think that she's just like too far gone to ever be like that person again yeah it's like she's like a shell of her former self she yeah she's like a robot kind of (laughs) like 
she's so I feel like she's so highly medicated she has like no idea like what's going on and I feel like her personality just like can't ever come back yeah and it's just like so fucked up because like what has she ever done to anybody like besides like be a beloved pop star and so like what did she do to like deserve any of this I know it's so fucked up looking like now like at the celebrities we have and just like the level of like problematic things that come out like on the daily like I mean just like Morgan Wallen dropping casual like n-words and his music is flying like up the charts of popularity it's ridiculous and then it's like a bunch of guys in suits put a teenage girl in like a sexy outfit and people threw fits and it's like that is not a thing like that is not a problem or like this woman was being like First of all, my biggest takeaway was like I never realized how young Britney was because like, I know I, I was because we young. were so young. Yeah, because I was young, so I never realized how young she was. But that part where they were just like, she's twenty five with two kids, and that whole like picture of her driving with her kid in her lap, and it's like yeah, she was being hounded by photographers. She wanted to get away. She was literally escaping from them, and then oh my god, it was it's just like so traumatizing but regardless it's like the things that and then people like flipping shit about her like going into a public bathroom without shoes on it's like none of these are problematic like strange and maybe off-putting yes but the girl was going through it but none of these are like oh my god I don't know I just can't I just can't well, yeah, like, the, I just remember, yeah, like, the baby thing, like, her driving in with her baby on her lap, and it was, like, such a big deal, like, Britney's an unfit mother, like, she's so, like, white trash, like, whatever, and it was, like, the paparazzi were banging on the back windows where her baby was, of course, she's, like, gonna grab her baby and, like, have them, in, like, in her eyesight, like, away from, like, where a glass could, like, if they broke a window, like, and it was, like, not that she was, like, going on a road trip. She, like, drove to, like, her neighborhood Starbucks and back. Like, obviously, don't drive with your baby on your lap. But, like, yeah. in that circumstance, it was, like, a survival instinct. of Like, I need to protect my baby from these, like, strangers banging on the window. Yeah, or, like, she wouldn't have even had time to, like, like put the kid in the car seat. Because they, yeah. Yeah, they were just, like, there. Like, that's fucking scary. Oh my god, the the moment where she like goes into the restaurant at the table and there's like 30 paparazzi at the table just taking pictures of her. She like can't even like look up. Like like imagine it's like not even be able to go to dinner. Like <laughs> it's just fucking terrible and it's just uh it just well god, I have like literally so many thoughts. Like I'm sure I'm just going to be like a true train wreck and like once again this podcast is like supposed to be funny but like <laughs> Sometimes it just needs to, like, not be because shit. It's just, like, so fucked up. And I just hope that, like, we can just, like, change people's outlook on things sometimes. But, like, this is just, like, fucking sad. And it's just, like, annoys me that, like, now people are, like, saying sorry to her. When I'm, like, it's too late. Like, she's gone. Like, you've destroyed her. Like, she's there's no going back for her. Like, it's just too late. And she was, like, so talented and so nice and charismatic. And, like, you just destroyed that. Because, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, you hate women. And also now just see people being like, wait, Justin Timberlake's bad. And it's like, I've been saying this on the podcast for, like, two years. And I'm just one person. Like, this has been going around for years. And now people are like, 
he's wait he sucks actually and it's like yeah like <laughs> like yes yeah I just ugh, it hurts my heart and like people like like you and me and like a lot of people our age Brittany was just like she was like it for us like yes. we, like I remember I remember like specific moments of like buying her albums in the like fucking I don't know Sam Goody be like mom can I like you know I just remember getting each of those albums listening to them like dancing with my friends like when I was younger people used to tell me that I looked like Britney Spears which is fucking dumb but like I I always just like like she was like it for us so yeah she was just like this whole great level of of like meaning yeah well she was like the first person that I like looked up to like when I was in second grade I literally went as Britney from um hit me baby one more time like I wore the pigtails the skirt like the hair fluff like um, I, I went second grade, grade. maybe one more time literally last year like three months <laughs> and I remember like in third grade like I had Britney Spears Valentine's Day card like for the yeah. card, like, she was like the first person I like truly looked up to and she was just like this great charismatic like sweet girl who just seemed like to love what she did and then she just got like fucking ripped apart and it's like when she started like and like yeah like men were so gross like asking her about her breast or she's a virgin and she's like 17 like you're fucking gross like even if she was like 25 like that's gross like yeah she's a singer like i can see how uncomfortable she is with it it's like yeah or, like, yeah, like, Diane Sawyer just, like, ripping her fucking new one and, like, agreeing with the woman who was, like, I would shoot Britney if I saw her because she's such a bad role model. What the fuck? <sighs> That's fucking psychotic. Like, that woman needs fucking help. And, like, this is such a distinct memory for me. And I'm really going to get into it this fuck. So I hope everyone at home is feeling pissed off, too, or, like, depressed and, like, fucking enjoys this episode where we're With fucking mean and, like, whatever. But, like, I'm sorry. I'm pissed off just because everyone like from our generation should be pissed off because she was our girl well yeah and it just it perpetuated this of what we should be too and like what's bad and like affect a whole generation of like women yes (laughs) and I just like distinctly remember because like once again I hate to be like one of those people that Rogers was talking about in the podcast but like I never thought of her as, like, bad. And I thought it was, like, insane that people did. And I specifically remember, like, walking home from elementary school every day. Like, as soon as I'd get into, like, the park, there would always be this, like, college girl waiting to pick up, like, her little sibling. And uh-huh. she was just, like, some goth girl. And she would always have, like, this shirt on that said Spear Britney. And uh-huh. I always just remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, you want to kill someone because she's, like, pop? I don't get it. Like, I don't fucking get it. And, like, the, and, like, the people that, like, would laugh about her, like, 2007 meltdown, or, like, if Britney can survive 2007, I can survive today. Like, you're lucky she didn't fucking kill herself. Like, you're lucky she's still here. Like, that was, like, truly insane. Like, she, like, we're just blessed that she's, like, literally still alive, because, like, any other person probably would have killed themselves and like with like with justification because like she had no way out and everyone was just hounding her and like god like people like laughing at her shaving her head when clearly she's just like screaming for help 
it's fucking like heart wrenching. Well, and it's and it like got, disgusting to see. It got to the point where it's like, like I, I don't know. This is like really, I don't know. But like, it's almost like the media wanted her to do kill herself, like yeah, to do like that, like to not to like die or kill herself, you know. And it's that's sickening, truly. And like, unlike you who like on the other side of what you were saying it's like I do kind of remember like as a kid being like oh everyone's like picturing her to be this like bad person and like this mess so like I kind of feel like like I felt like I had to feel that way and like I was impressed and I did kind of feel that way at times I was like oh she's kind of a mess blah 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 granted I was like 12 so like how much can I think but like that was the impression that was put on me and like I felt that like people being like oh she's trash she's a mess she's like breaking down looking back now I'm just like yeah no shit she was but back then I was like oh this is bad yeah well and it's like well and that's what I was saying like it perpetuates like I would love to see like a study of like what women who grew up like as kids and teens in the early 2000s like think about things be or like have like a self-image of themselves or like self-esteem issues because like the way that like the media talked about women back then and just like that was like when like 24-hour news came out and like the internet came out and like paparazzi came out like and then they just trashed these women like Paris Hilton, Britney Spears, Lindsay Lohan and it was just like all day long anything that you turned on it was just talking shit about women who were just young and in Hollywood yeah. and not like doing anything wrong. Yeah, like, to the point that I, <laughs> I like as a kid, I felt wrong or like like I was doing something bad if I like liked them or if I like thought of them as like a role model or like listened to their music. Like I felt like I was doing something wrong because that's like what the like media and society were perpetuating. Well, obviously, like... I, obviously I grew out of that, but still, it was like impressionable at the time. Yeah, and so it's like I would love to see like how that has affected like millennial women and like mm-hmm. their self-esteem or like how they view sexuality or things like that because it's like truly damaging like that sounds like dramatic but like it's really not like it was shoved down our throat that like women were bad you had to be hot but not too hot like you had to be cute but you couldn't be hot like mm-hmm. you had to just be like this good girl but also be like attractive but also be sweet but then also have a sultry side but not too much like it's just like it's impossible to like live up to and then it just also not only to women but then it skews an entire generation of men of what they think that mm-hmm. women should be mm-hmm. and so then it's just like this impossible battle on both sides and it's like so toxic and damaging it's just like really disturbing um especially because it's like these women were like literally like ages like 17 to like 22 and the people talking about them were like 50 60 like (laughs) I know I know I can't imagine and I feel like that just doesn't I feel like that doesn't exist anymore like I don't think that there is that like well that was actually gonna be my next point because I'm really sick of seeing people online 
being like what they did to Britney was terrible like we wouldn't do that anymore but it's like well we actually like literally still do that to women <laughs> well no um, I was saying I was saying like I don't think that someone of that like stardom like the, we don't have pop stars like this anymore is what I'm oh, saying yeah no I think this culture still full-on exists but I just don't think that we have this like like so- level of stardom yeah because like it's like I think that because of the internet, there's been so many opportunities for to have like multiple people. But back then, it was like Britney or Christina. It, but now it's like there's so many people that release music, and we have like music platforms. Like you don't have to go to a yeah. store to buy a CD. Yeah, it's just not as like singular anymore. But there is like, but to your point, to what I think you're probably about to get at, and I'll let you go for it. But there is that whole new like generation of like teen influencers like tiktok influencers who people just really choose to hate for no reason well yes that too which i actually wasn't getting into but yeah that too where it's like well yeah people like hated on charlie d'amelio because she was like rude to her chef it was like all for a bit but i'm like this girl's like 15 like why are we even talking about her like as adults like (laughs) a literal teenager if you spent your entire teenage years without being a little brat at some point like please let us know yeah, please you um send me your parents contact information <laughs> because i'm sure they would have other views yeah i was a little bitch <laughs> like i would have been canceled day second one because i was such a bitch but like i've just been seeing especially like two like a lot of publications or famous people or just everyone being like that was so disgusting i can't believe like that happened to her blah 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 and i'm like that's like literally still happening and like has been happening for years like remember miley cyrus like in her bangers phase Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean people treated her exactly how they treated britney just like you're disgusting like you should die like because and it at the center of it all is just young women who own like their sexuality and like that's like not allowed because like all she was doing back then was just like being sexual she was like 22 and like just for the first time like free in her life and she was just like doing whatever she wanted and it was like people just hated her hated her but she's like this very kind person who does like a lot of charity work there's no reason to hate her and people just hated her because she like cut her hair and would be like sexual on stage and sing about like whatever she wanted. But it's like she's allowed to do that. She's an adult woman. Women are allowed to be sexual and like own that. Like mm-hmm. it's not criminal to be a sexual woman. But like the way that society still criminalizes these young girls is like insane. And people did that with Megan Fox as well and mm-hmm. I, and I I hate that I even had to like put a disclaimer on this person because it's like proving my point exactly but like people have done that to and to this day do that to the Kardashians specifically Kim Kardashian or Kylie Jenner where they say like they want them to die like I remember when Kim got robbed like three years ago people were like she faked it she deserved it I wish she would have died like, I wish she would have been raped. Like, this world would be better without her. Yeah. Because she's, like, a woman who owns her sexuality. And because... And, like, I'm so sick of the... And I have a podcast episode about this, if you want to hear more. It's called Kim Kardashian and Other Lies. Um, But it's, like, people hate her because... And they say, like, she got famous off her sex tape. 
But it's like, actually, her ex-boyfriend released her sex tape without her consent, which is literally like a felony nowadays. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she just like made the best of a bad situation. (laughs) Yeah, like she was doing something in her own like private time with someone who she was in a relationship with, who then exploited her. And yeah, she's become extremely successful ever since. And people just like fucking can't be okay with that. Like, I don't fucking care if you like her or not, but, and you're allowed to not like her, but like the whole hate, hatred towards her for like, like wanting her to die or be raped or like, loving that she got like tied up at gunpoint and was like almost murdered is so sickening. Like, seek help, seek help. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then on another side, it's like, Like, yes, there's the whole, like, women wanting to own their sexuality, and they should and can do that. But then there's also, it's, like, especially in the music industry, it's, like, everything's about an image. And, like, when they have contracts, like, and everything's a business. And when they have these, like, contracts with these labels or whatever, like, if this label, who's, let's be real, run by, like, rich dudes tells this like teenage girl to wear a little like crop top and skirt and like do a sexy dance like she has to do it like that's just kind of you know yeah like, that's the business so why people are coming for her when she did that like it's coming from a different place it's coming from people like you you meaning white men who are the well, same it's like who are the same to criticize her so quickly yeah like you don't have to be like overtly sexual i'm just saying like if that's like what you want and you're like an adult who's like consenting to like that what i want to be my image then like go for it and you should not be like chastised for it but if like that's not what you want like there should not be like any say in that like you should have a say of like what Mm -hmm. you're wearing like what you're comfortable wearing what you're comfortable doing like and uh, yeah, and like the music industry or like in Hollywood that just like doesn't exist for like young women. And it's like can be scary because they either do what they want and they get destroyed by Hollywood or they do it or they do what the, you know, executives say and they're just like destroyed by Hollywood. There's like once again, like no winning. Mm-hmm. But I think like back to like what I'm saying, like I would love to just see like what this generation of women like think. I'm just going to like tell my own personal experience. But, like, I just think that there is, like, I think that it's getting better now with, like, the internet and as we age and grow and, like, maybe insight from, like, the generation below us because they seem to be more acceptable of different things. And I think it, like, bleeds into, like, what we think. But I just, like, have always been, like, a person who's, like, been openly, like, sexual and owned, like, my sexuality and just been, like, very comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when I was, like, in high school and college and I would just be, like, just doing my own thing, like, feeling comfortable in my own skin, like, people who I even, like, considered friends would, like, talk shit about me about, like, what I was doing or pictures I was taking and, like, felt comfortable posting, like, and it would just be so bizarre to me because I'm, like, you're my friend. I'm doing this on my own consent. I'm not hurting anybody. Like, why are you hating this so much? What yeah. in you is, like, making you hate me because I'm doing this? Yeah. So, I think that it's just, like, really, and like I said, I think it's gotten better over the years, but it still just, like, lingers. Or, like, you know, even, like, the generation above us, I hear, like, 
women like if they see someone a woman with like her cleavage out or wearing short shorts and just like out shopping like minding her own business and they're like uh could those shorts be any shorter and it's like who fucking cares who fucking cares right 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 it's very uh yeah i don't know it is outdated and i do think that we're better like specifically our generation I think is where things started getting better and maybe it's because we did like grow up seeing shit like this happened and as we became adults we learned to realize that that's not right not how things should be but I don't know there's still a lot of issues out there with this type of like sex shaming like sexual And it's just, like, if it's not, like, affecting you or, like, harming anybody and, like, then it, like, literally is, like, not your business and, like, who fucking cares? Like, I just yeah. can't imagine, like, caring about, like, yeah. shit like that. Like, I'm, like, more fucking power to you, man. Do you? Um. So, yeah. If you have Hulu, highly recommend. I will say, like, don't watch it when, like, you're in a good mood or, like, want to be in a good mood because, like, you'll leave just being, like, fucking destroyed and, like, very angry. Right. But it is, like, very good and, like, super insightful. So, I really I recommend know. it. I said this, and I don't say this a lot, especially with, um like documentaries but I was like I could have used like multiple episodes like I could have used a whole season of that it would have been infuriating but I wanted like a whole episode of like Mickey Mouse Club stuff I wanted a whole episode yeah. of Justin I wanted a whole episode of like K-Fed you know like they yeah. didn't even talk about the like Vegas marriage of her um of her oh, like child friend. friend yeah like I just I wanted more and um, actually, it says, like, in the news today, they're saying that Britney's now working on her own documentary about her life. So I hope that that's more of, like, a, well, obviously, it'll be from her perspective. So hopefully it's a little bit more, like, cheerier. Um, but I hope it's longer than just, like, an hour and a half. And I hope it just, like, shows who she is. She, ugh, God. Um, I will say, though, that, like, her current boyfriend, Sam, they've been together for, like, three years. He did come out for the first time and just said, like, because her dad is literally still her, like, in conservatorship of her, even though she's been fighting it for, like, mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. And he's just, like, a sick person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, her boyfriend, Sam, has, like, never really spoken up about anything. Like, they're pretty private. But he posted on his Instagram saying, like, her dad's a dick. Yeah, it's like, I feel like I've never heard this guy, like, first speak or, like, make a public statement at all. And all of a sudden, he's just like, yo, Jamie Spears, you a dick. Yeah, I know. I was (laughs) like, okay. Because, like, yeah, like, he's been, like, always very private. And he's just like, Jamie's a dick. And I was like, oh. (laughs) And then Kevin Federline was asked about it. And it was, like, his publicist or representative or whatever said that he like didn't have anything to say but he did say that this person named I think her name's Jody Montgomery she like stepped in when Jamie had to like step back for a few months and he did say I will say that Jamie Montgomery has done an amazing job and I have nothing to say about the rest of the conservatorship Mm. so I feel like it was like a slight shade yeah yeah I forget that K-Fed is still so, just because, like, literally, who is K-Fed anymore? I I forget that he's still, like, so involved in the day-to-day of it all because, yeah, they still have, like, shared custody. Well, he has full custody, and she just gets visitation. 
She doesn't oh. even have full custody of her children. She like can't with this conservatorship. Oh yeah. She yeah, can't yeah. she's not even allowed she's not allowed to drive. She hasn't driven in years. Like oh, it's just God. sick. Like there's just so much sick shit. And they're just like banking off money off of her. And she just like refuses to perform or create like any new content until like her dad is like stop it being in control of her so she just like sits at home she's only like allowed to go to like hawaii and like louisiana and california like she just ugh, it's just so gross um she's like no control over her own life as a grown-ass as a grown-ass adult who has probably lived more life than all of us yeah and like who has two children like right oh god my heart hurts for her I know. I just love her. I just love her. And I just want her to be okay and be happy. Dude, after I listened to the um, Matt and Bowen's podcast today, Las Culturistas, um, for anybody listening at home that's like, what podcast? Um, I was like listening to some classic Britney because I was like, don't let me be the last to know. I forgot about that song. Oh and my it's God. so good. I know. Like they're talking about so many of her songs. I was just like, oh my God. Dude, Break the Ice off of her Blackout album. Underrated fucking Bob. Yeah. Oh, God. I, I saw her in concert um, in, like, 2010. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What what version of Britney did you see in concert? I saw her in concert in 2010 or 2011. It was her Femme Fatale tour. Okay, okay. Nicki saw... Minaj opened up for her. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I was... a big fan of femme fatale phase um i saw her circus tour which was like her comeback tour and i i just cried i fucking cried when she came on the stage Dude, uh, well i i didn't get to go to her circus tour and so when i saw femme fatale i literally had my mom buy tickets for me while i was at work like i had my mom sit at the computer 10 minutes before <laughs> i was like i'm fucking seeing britney in concert and it was fucking amazing Oh, God. She's so good. She's so fucking talented. Okay. Moving on. Just as a side note, Army Hammer's, like, thought it was, like, rumored that he, like, murdered people. And I guess, like, he didn't. So, but there's, like, supposed to be a huge news story coming about about him. And we're just all waiting with bated breath to see what it was. But apparently it's not murder. At least it's not murder of the three bodies found in the desert where he was working at over the summer. Yeah, um, I will... I'll admit I was pretty like stunned by that but that's that lasted about five minutes and then I was just like no he's not a murderer uh, I don't know man so when that story breaks whatever whatever and whatever it will be we'll tell you here because let me tell you that's been my that's actually why I haven't been watching anything this week is because I keep fucking switching between Instagram and Twitter just to read about Army Hammer Oh my god, for yeah, yeah. That's like, like a, bit a my lot main hobby. Yeah. I, I've been waiting hard for that story too. And I hope it ends up I don't know, that sounds bad to say that like I hope it ends up being something something. You know, just because at this point there's so much um like build up around it. But then again, it's like that's kind of a fucked up thing to hope because Lord knows what it could be, and it's probably really devastating, whatever it is. So yeah. I should probably just be careful what I wish for. <laughs> It is just, like, a lot of build-up. Um, he was dropped by his um, agency and his publicist on the same exact day. So, I'm assuming it's pretty bad because they also represent Azealia Banks. And Lord knows. <laughs> <laughs> they've had to do some shit. Yeah. 
with her. So we'll keep you updated, but let me just tell you, I yeah, will be kind of the like first person to know. <laughs> kind of like that show that I was talking about recently with like that is called Slack, like where Anna Patrick oh, yeah. plays like celebrity crisis PR person. It's like it takes a lot for those people to fucking drop someone because it's literally their job their job to like clean it up to like work with shit so for them to just be like nope we're not even gonna touch this well when your publicist and your agency at the same time are like bye yikes (laughs) whoa yeah so we'll keep you updated he's still in the Cayman Islands per Dumois um okay let's fucking talk about the bachelor real quick because i'm not good doing this shit i'm not either i'm i'm not (laughs) (laughs) i'm just you guys i can't you guys know i always have a midway breaking point and i've reached that the first episode (laughs) okay This, this season itself i don't have that many problems with there's just so many other things going on like in bachelor nation that and then, like, real world where it's, like, I have to Google if Army Hammer killed three women in Joshua Tree. Like, I can't think about Matt. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, like, I, like I've said before, it's, like, I want The Bachelor to just be, like, to just be what it is. But, unfortunately, like, it's not anymore. And give, and especially, like, in reference to, like, the larger, like, racial issues that are happening around the show right now. Like, I don't really have the privilege well, like, I do have the privilege to be, and that's the problem, is that I can be like, I just want the bachelor to be, like, an escape. But, like, it's really affecting other people, and it's not cool, and it just fucking sucks. Yeah. I don't know how much longer the show's going to be on the air, to be honest. Oh, I don't think we're anywhere near the end, because people still fucking love it. I think that our reaction like, of things gets, like, skewed about, like, what people hate because, like, we're very active on Twitter. And then I, like, leave Twitter and I talk to people who aren't, aren't on Twitter. And I, like, have, like, completely opposite opinions. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Or okay, like, yeah. not as riled up. <laughs> That's very true. I mean, yeah, like I said, a lot of people do have the ability to just, like, watch only watch this show for what it is. But to that point, I'm one of those people who, like follow the tweets and like follow the gossip sites and like follow the bachelor nation gossip sites. So like, I feel like I'm too, I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. There's a lot going on with this show and this franchise as a whole. And it's all very problematic. Yep. Yes, it is. Uh, I don't really want to go into all the details about that. So Google it. If you're interested, (laughs) she said, Google it. You have internet. Literally, just type in Chris Harrison right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right. MJ goes home. That big-haired, big-hooped bitch gets sent home with her big-ass attitude and her big lies. Yeah, she was truly... Well, she was truly awful, and she, like, continues to be truly awful. Because she's, like, out on her Instagram being like, yeah, I'm a bad bitch. Like, it's like, no, you should be... You came off, like, really poorly, and for you to be, like, doubling down on this, it just confirms that you're kind of who Delusional. you... Yeah, it confirms that you are who you were portrayed as, which I think a lot of the times in this show, that's not the case. Like, nice girls will get portrayed and, like, manipulated into being something else. Uh-huh. But, but, like, she's kind of just proving that that was not the case here. 
Oh no, this big hoot bitch said, this is real. This is me. I'm exactly where <laughs> I'm supposed to be now. I'm going to let it shine. Shine on me. Hoes. And everyone was like, okay, well, you're a bitch. And Matt was like, okay, well, you're a bitch. So, bye. So, she goes. And then, for some reason, Serena C. Sorry, I look at my notes. Serena C., who I clocked from the jump, baby, that she was a mean girl. I've talked about it literally in every fucking episode. You can go back and listen to me say she's a mean girl. She jumps down Katie's throat for, she was like, because, like, Matt, like, sends MJ home, and I just pictured MJ, sorry, I just pictured MJ going home, but she's, like, going to the, the limo, and she's standing in one of her hoops, and he just, like, rolls her out, <laughs> it's, like, one of those, like, Cirque du Soleil, like, hula hoop, where she's, like, in it, like, holding on each other, okay, anyways, um, <laughs> You guys listen every week. I'm not forcing anybody to do shit. This is your own <laughs> fault. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so Serena C just jumps on Katie's throat because Matt like co- cancels a cocktail party after that. He's like, we're going to go straight into the fucking rose ceremony. And Serena's like, let me say Serena C because there's two Serenas. Serena C was like, how fucking dare you ever bring up fucking gossip because now I'm not going to have time with him. And Katie was like, what the hell? Like bitches were like literally spreading like life threatening rumors about people. Like if you don't have a connection with Matt at this point, like that's on you, honey. Read the room. And I'm once again, always paraphrasing just on how like I <laughs> in my head would have played this out. But it's not that far off. Um... And so then he goes to the rose ceremony and he sends home Maggie, who's like gorgeous and deserves more. And I hope she's on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, Brittany, who was like the start of all this drama because everyone jumped down her throat when she just walked through the goddamn doors like a normal person. And um, Ryan, who was also new. So then the next day, Serena C asked Katie like go talk and like then once again like jumps down her throat again was like you're actually not here for Matt you're just here for drama and I'm sick of your antics taking away my time with Matt and Katie was like you're truly a fucking psycho I thought you were coming in here to like apologize to me for like jumping to my throat last night and like you need to get a goddamn grip bitch because I am here for Matt but I'm not gonna like let mean girls like bully people to death in this house so like grow the fuck up and she says thanks for your feedback and she like gets up and walks away and I was like my bitch I know did you see all the um like rumors that supposedly Katie's getting announced as the bachelorette during women tell all or after the final rose or whatever yeah I did see that and then she basically like posted oh that's like news to me or something like that which I don't know could mean could mean something could mean nothing but I wouldn't be mad at it I wouldn't be mad at it either, but I was telling Katie, like, that would probably be the most boring season ever, because I think she's the most mentally stable person I've ever seen on the show in all of its history. Yeah. <laughs> she's, like, so mature. They'd have to get some, like, real wackadoo dudes for her to deal with, and then I would just feel bad for her, because she doesn't deserve to put up with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it would truly just be so boring, because... Yeah, she would just, like, make the most stable, mentally secure, mature decisions every week. And it would just be like, oh, good for her. <laughs> oh, my God. Should she end up with Peter? I just need someone to end up with Peter. Peter <laughs> Krause, by the way. Peter Krause. No, I... 
Maybe her and Ben should get together. Oh, I could see that actually. And I like, like that. Like saying that just like made my whole body tense up because why would I ever suggest that someone else dates my own personal boyfriend? But that could be cute. What if she got with Dale? <laughs> <laughs> God, don't get me started, little Daily Whaley. Dale oh Literally, Dale is like Claire who. I know. <laughs> what about her and Ben Higgins? He's engaged. Oh, he is? I don't follow him personally. He's too boring. Yeah. <laughs> no offense. No, I don't follow. Well, I obviously follow him enough. But, like, I follow places that report of him being engaged. Um, Yeah, he's engaged to some lovely looking non-bachelor gal who seems to be just as, like, cookie cutter as him perfect love that for them no truly um and so then yeah katie like walks away says thanks for your feedback and like gets up and walks away then serena in the most chaotic psychotic girl move ever goes and tells like the other girls katie just told me that she's not here for matt what (laughs) yeah like actually not what she said in the slightest yeah so then katie like walks in and then Serena she was like you don't have to stop talking about me and Serena was like I was just telling the girls that you said you weren't here for Matt and Katie was like I literally did not say that I said the exact opposite like why are you doing this and then of course none of the fucking bitches stand up even though last week they were like I'm gonna stand up to bullying none of them says a goddamn word mm-hmm. and, but like in the like one on one camera interviews they're like I don't get why Serena's mad at Katie and I'm like could you have said this I thought you were putting an end to bullying I'll talk until Matt's around. Um, and so then, mm, oh gosh. In the meantime, Heather from Colton season, little I've never kissed a hoe. She decides to pull up to the resort in a goddamn white minivan. I was like, did they have literally no other cars at the rental car place? I mean, it's a pandemic. I would think that the cars would be fully stocked. Why are you in a fucking minivan? Wait, I know. And then am I making this up that she posted some like Instagram story, like talking about how she rolled up to like the rental car place and all they had was a minivan, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, girl. You don't have to, like, make fake stories. Like, we know that was a production van. <laughs> yeah. Like. <laughs> so, yeah. She pulls up to a minivan, like a goddamn soccer mom. And she's like, can I talk to Chris Harrison? And Chris Harrison's like, Heather, what the fuck are you doing here? He <laughs> and pretending, acting like this isn't all preplanned. And she's like, Hannah is my best friend. And she's, like, really close with Tyler and Matt. And she says that, like. Matt is, like, my dream guy. would be, like, a perfect match. And so, like, I couldn't just, like, let him get engaged without ever meeting him. So I, like, came up here in my goddamn minivan. And I'm just, like, here to, like, fill this van with kids of his. And so Chris was, like, okay, go back to... I thought this was so shady. He was, like, go back to your motel. (laughs) (laughs) He said motel as he's, like, at this castle resort. Go back to your motel. He told her to go back to the guy. To Quinta. Go back to your fucking La Quinta roadside inn, you white minivan trash, and, like, quarantine there, and, like, we'll be in touch. So then, periodically throughout the episode, she's, like, vlogging 
it seems like it's like for a lifetime movie or like a disney channel movie like girl who's a vlogger like it's so so fake like she puts a pizza box on her head and does like squats and she's like i'm like so wacky i'm like what the hell (laughs) it's all just very like try hard like i don't know she's just trying too hard all around to like be funny quirky cute like and it's like (laughs) i'm wacky i balance a very big bot flat square box in my head like girly most of us can do that but i didn't understand okay um it threw me i'm not gonna lie i was like what is this but in the meantime back at the non-fucking roadside gross motel um piper p-i-e-p-e-r piper gets a one-on-one and there's like a little um carnival that they set up at the not motel resort and so they do like carnival rides and um then they go to dinner and just like talk a little bit and then (laughs) my fave my fave there's a live personal concert just for them and it's like always a country band but this one actually wasn't bad yeah i actually kind of thought they were good um i this private concert felt particularly awkward like more than they usually do i don't know if just because we haven't seen them in so long or like i was just kind of like noticing the fact that there were more than two people in a room and like they weren't wearing and i'm just like this band had to quarantined yeah they had to like show up get tested quarantine for two weeks like it's it's so crazy to me just for this little like moment i hope that this band enjoyed that because you know good for them but that's just i was just like this is so fucking awkward yeah like i don't know would be like more awkward being like the band performing for two people or being one of the two people that an entire band is performing for yeah but it's like they didn't really seem to matter because they were just like making out. And I'm just like, as the band, like, do you acknowledge them making out? Like, well, yeah, because it's not like, like, like they're like, truly, <laughs> like, they're like five feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I don't mean like Matt and his girlfriend. Like, no, like the band and like them making out are like five feet from each other. Yeah. And like, they're only people like in the room. And they're all there. <laughs> involved in each other's business at this point yeah and like what's like the situation afterwards like they play like how many songs do they play (laughs) right that's what yeah but then it's like think about like actual filming so like this band has to be singing and then eventually someone's gonna yell like cut and then like they do it all again i don't know it's so weird yeah and like do they play like multiple songs or then like because there's like no chairs to like the point where matt and like the girl are like okay <laughs> oh another one it's like you they never know who the band is because it's always like someone so, so random and it's like country music always so it's not like you could like sing along to the songs and just be like oh like, yeah like you're just like oh okay like swaying back and forth and like when does the band be like okay well that's it for us and then you're like oh well okay thank you so much that was like great and they're like yeah and you're like yeah so like where are you guys from or like what's your deal right? like, I just I need to know I know I can't <laughs> the only time that a band was ever known it was when it was on oh god what's her fucking name uh, who just broke up with Garrett god oh Becca Becca yeah and the guy that she was like 
one of the final three got Betty Who for her, and that was like actually literally like her favorite yeah um, musician <laughs> and like Betty Hughes actually someone that like people actually know <laughs> yeah 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 that's the only time it was cool um no she did this band because like I said they're actually like very good and I was like oh I feel like I would like listen to this band I guess I didn't care that much though because I did not write down their name so I have no idea who they are and I guess I'll never know it was something like because they showed the little name like as it was as the date was starting I want to say it was like Temecula Road because I oh, remember that actually sounds right because I remember reading that and being like, wow, what a mouthful. But great song. <laughs> yeah. Good man. Um, and then there's a group date. Oh, and she obviously like gets the group date rose. Or the, the one-on-one rose. Um, and then there's a group date. And they go bowling. And afterwards, like the losing team has to go back to the hotel. And all the women are like in tears. Because they're like, I'm not going to have time with Matt. And then he's like, oh, y'all, come on down here. Let's just do the whole cocktail hour together. And they're like, oh, my God. And so they all get to have, like, special one-on-one time with Matt. And Michelle gets the group day rose. And, like, we love her. Love her. And we love her for him. And we love him for her. Oh, God, they just have such a connection. I... Also, just want to say, because it's like a reoccurring theme in this episode and literally every episode, I truly feel like none of the women are getting one-on-one time with Matt this season. Like, there have been a few that have their one-on-one dates, and that's all great. But, like, even the one-on-one dates are shorter. Mm -hmm. And that's literally, people are literally freaking out about time. Like, it's always a theme but it's like the theme this season. And I just feel like just based on how like filming is and like the mess of all the drama and the mean girls and the bullying and everything, I feel like no one's getting, and like, that's not that that sounds like trivial, but like, no, like these, these, no, they're like freaking the fuck out. Like these, but these shows are so limited to begin with. Like, do you, and like, let's not forget that you're literally supposed to be forming a relationship with this person to the point that you feel comfortable potentially getting engaged to them in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like none of them know anything about each other. Yeah, I agree. Like agree a hundred percent. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I do feel like none of them are getting like one-on-one time. And that's why I thought it was so bizarre when he told Rachel that he was falling in love with her. Same. And I was like, you like have maybe said a few words to her like in passing with other women around. Yeah, because that's the other thing. I'm just like, um, I'm like, you're getting no time. Yet it seems like the time they get, everything is so like rushed. And I feel like that's being forced on on them by like production to mm-hmm. just so we can see some just so it's like a false sense of some type of like love connection for them to be on one date and be like I'm falling in love with you because that's literally happened like I think like look it happened with Rachel like I'm falling in love with you they both said it to each other and then on Michelle's date he had literally just met her because she showed up late but he was like I could see her being my wife you know with Michelle though I was like I could see her being his wife <laughs> oh my god I, know. I was so like buying into that shit but I feel like that's what they want us to do but in real life they have not spent more than like probably like four or five hours together yeah and like they're not even like together alone like they're in front of a whole entire production team having to like redo scenes like it's not even like authentic 
yeah, I get that it does end up being more time than it seems just because like you said, you have to like film and stop and start again. But it's not like you said, it's not really authentic at all. <laughs> Two girls who report on The Bachelor every single week just now realizing that it's fake at a show. <laughs> no, but like obviously it has worked for people before. Mm-hmm. And when when it does work, you can like tell in the seasons. Like yeah. I'm thinking of like JoJo and Jordan or even like bad example because they're now getting divorced, but like Ashley and JP, like, yeah. Or even, I mean, even like, I don't know, another bad example because he's a toxic prick, but like Andy and Josh, like there are certain seasons where you watch and you know that they are the person for that. Or they're like truly falling in love. Yes. Yes. Whether it lasts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, this season's just been, like, weird because, yeah, I feel like he has boundary issues and it's the filming's weird and so I get what you're saying. Or I'm not sure, like, any relationship is actually forming or would last outside of the show. Yeah. But I guess we could be surprised because remember when um, Desi chose whatever and everyone was like, what the fuck? And they're still married and have, like, two children. (laughs) So true. That's so true. And I also kind of feel like the same thing happened with like Tasia and Zach. Where, oh, yeah. where like all of a sudden they were just like in love and their se- their season as a whole was just like so condensed. Like the timeline of everything was like the shortest it's ever been. So I'm just like, how can you be in love? But they're they're kicking too. I mean, granted, it's I feel like it's been like a matter of weeks for them, but they seem really happy. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I feel like also maybe Matt isn't necessarily like ready for marriage, but what do I know? Like that's just like truly my opinion from watching the show and like I obviously like don't know him as a person. So Right. That's like my overall and I've said this before, that's just like my overall theory that like I don't necessarily think this is going to work for Matt. Like, yeah. I think, I think maybe he'll leave with someone or like maybe he'll still be dating someone during after the rose, but like I would predict if that's the case, I would predict a breakup, like, shortly after after the rose. I just see, like, Matt and his best friend slash roommate, Tyler C., both being men who, like, marry into, like, their late 30s, early 40s. Well, same, especially because they're kind of at the point right now where they're, like, like fame. Yeah, yeah, like, they're, they're, like, becoming successful in business because of this, like, added spotlight they have more attention than they ever have. And it's like, I don't want, I don't want to say like, why did you want to get married? Cause I'm sure many people do in those situations, but just given what we've heard from Matt about his like past relationships and like never having been in love. Like, I don't know if he's there, but literally who am I? I don't know. I don't know him. Yeah. But no, I completely agree with you too. It's just the vibe I'm picking up. Yeah. 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 Just um, and like not in a bad way like literally like do your thing way but. yeah and if this doesn't work for you that sucks and I hope the best for him but I just but I, wor- I like worry that it's not gonna work for him yeah agreed but it's just the quarantine season so yeah in the long run does it matter <laughs> no <laughs> Um, and then Katie gets the next one-on-one and they, Tyler C comes like to visit Matt and like give him advice. Um, and so they prank Tyler together. He's like getting a massage and, but like the masseuse is like a hired actress 
And so they're like telling the masseuse through like an earpiece to like do all these like wacky things. And it actually like was a pretty cute date, but like throughout the whole date, I kept being like, they're like buddies. Like they're not compatible and like a relationship. They're mm-hmm. just like buddy. Like they would be great, like buddies, like, great friends. And I'm say buddies one more time. Buddies. <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we said this in a previous episode that like yeah. I don't think that they have like a huge connection. I think that they're buddies. Uh-huh. But yeah, I don't really see it like a romantic connection there too. And that's what I thought throughout this whole date too. Like it looks fun, but it nothing was romantic. Yeah, because they're what? What? They're what? I said nothing was romantic. Because they're what? Buddies. Yeah. So <laughs> So a little, a little slow to pick up on that one. <laughs> okay. We're all in quarantine. Um, so yeah, they had like a really good time, but like it's truly like a friendship time and not like a romantic time. And I'm almost like wondering if he chose a silly date knowing that like he would cho- send her home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so they go, because it was like not romantic at all. Um, I mean, this would be, like, my dream date, because it seems, like, very funny, but yeah. <laughs> I also, like, don't love freaking people. Anywho, this isn't about me. Um, but I can make it about me, bitch. I'm a Carrie. <laughs> I can make anything about me, honey. <laughs> um, oh, so then they go out to dinner, and she just, like, gives this whole monologue about how she's, like, supportive of him, and she's here for him, and she'll support him, like, no matter what, if like they're on this journey together or not like she just wants him to know that but she's like whatever excited to be here and he's like um I think of you just as a buddy and I'm gonna send your ass home so then he sends her home and I was like that seems like right um hopefully she got to like hook up with Tyler C before she left (laughs) if that's something she wanted to do (laughs) um so yeah she left but it seems like that um she may or may not be the next bachelorette which I would be here for very supportive of that mm-hmm. um, and then there is the next cocktail hour slash rose ceremony so it's like the cocktail hour all the girls are like doing their one on ones and then Heather pulls the fuck up in like a white dress and um, she like walks in like walks past all the girls like says like just like hi and then, like, goes into the room and is like, Matt, can I talk to you? And Matt just, like, is laughing. And he's like, Heather, what are you doing here? <laughs> that sounds like the Californians. Ooh, what are you doing <laughs> um, And then Mrs. W- all of them, I'm forgetting about bullying. I would not bully. I'm not going to be a mean girl. All of them turn into the fucking meanest girls ever. Like, who the fuck is that bitch? Fuck her. Who the fuck does she think she is? She's fucking trash. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all just like really wiped your memories, huh? I was literally (laughs) thinking the same thing. And I was so annoyed by it. Because I'm just like, y'all really, I don't know. I I think they have a lot of just like misdirected anger. Like, I think they're mad at production. I think they're annoyed with Matt and it's just like they need somewhere to direct it and it's coming off at each other and at this poor girl. Oh my God. I don't know. It's just really like hard to watch. And Katie's not there anymore to be like, you guys like literally let's not like tear her down because (laughs) she's just here. 
Um, so yeah, they like all forgot about their fake, like, I won't I take a stance against bullying thing that just happened a few days ago and then said her like fuck this fucking bitch like I hope she chokes or whatever like they were going in where I was like yikes like you don't even like know why she's here all she said was hi and like why like she could have I mean obviously she's there to like have a shot at Matt but she could have just been like giving him advice like they don't even like know why she was there and they're like freaking the fuck out right and I'm like, y'all are insecure. <laughs> like, that's all it comes down to. It's like, y'all are insecure. So, and then that's how the episode ends. So, and then, like, it's like, next week. And Heather's, like, in tears. <laughs> well, Which is, like, I, not surprising. Well, and remember, we were, like, we were talking about it last week. How, like, Dylan B. from Bachelor in Paradise, like, went on his rant about how production like manipulates everyone they don't care blah 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 but I think a lot of that was fueled by like how they handled things with Heather so I'm sure this poor girl is just gonna like have the rug swept out from underneath her and that sucks (laughs) yeah that does suck and like I really wish they had like stepped in at numerous points so far in the season to be like enough Um, like I don't know what I think happened here because Heather's yeah. story is that Hannah was going to introduce her to Matt and, like, never did. And was like, I swear they're going to be, you guys are meant for each other, blah, blah, blah. But, like, is that true? Like, honestly, maybe. But who who's really, like, leading who here? Like, is Heather the one begging production or is production begging Heather? Right. Or is what Dylan was saying not even true? Because I don't know if it was. Because the thing that he said about Jed still doesn't make sense to me. Because I'm like, that would mean Jed's ex-girlfriend. Like, like Jed admitted it. Hannah admitted it. Jed's ex-girlfriend admitted it. And then Dylan was like, it was all fake. Like, no one ever cheated. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I do fully think that Dylan was, like, popping off. I don't know what set it off. I think it was this Heather thing. but. Who knows? But that's like another, just another thing with this show. Last week it was that. This week it's Rachel. It's 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 a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I hate the show. So, but I do love a good Bachelor in Paradise. I will say that that show's never bad. Same, but I realized that we still have the whole season of The Bachelorette to get through. No, we don't. We do? The Bachelorette just happened. But they're still going to do a whole new season of The Bachelorette before Paradise. Because Paradise airs summer in August. Why did I think it aired in May? I'm pretty sure it airs in August. It's going to air after because why else would they be announcing Kate? Well, I guess they could announce like Katie as like a future bachelorette, but I don't think they would announce a bachelorette before Paradise because who, could have been someone from Paradise. No, because they always. I don't know, because I feel like they always do the women or the after the final rose and announce the next bachelorette. Do Paradise, and then the next Bachelorette season starts with the person they had announced. Because while the Bachelorette is filming, they're filming Bachelor in Paradise. 
That does make sense. But I've heard through other grapevines that we still I'll have- kill myself. <laughs> I know. No, I, that's why I'm just like, please, we just want paradise. <laughs> like, honestly. I they can't just, do it. They should just stop the show and give us, like, two paradises a year. A winter yeah. paradise and a summer paradise. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to just send you into a spiral just then. And I hope that I'm wrong. But what you said sounds right. But I also just don't. It sounds right. But I don't think that that's the case. This time. I'll literally walk off the edge <laughs> of this planet. <laughs> if we get a one week break again, I will leave this planet and go to a different planet. Well, because that's it's like, isn't there normally a a Bachelor season that airs like in May? A season of The Bachelor, Bachelor that airs in May. But I feel like that was like normally The Bachelor, but I feel like it was like way pushed up this year. Like, I yeah. feel like the schedule was way off this year. Yeah, I think everything's fucked up. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> um, literally everything's fucked up. But I, for what I've been hearing and, like, the, like, no. Twitters that I follow is that we have The Bachelorette and then it'll be, The Bachelorette will probably air in, like, May-ish. And then we have Paradise in, like, August. I want to cry. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, <laughs> are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really spiraling. This is lost all over again. <laughs> um, anything else to fucking add or destroy my life about? No, and I'm so sorry that I even mentioned that now. Okay, well, I'm going to look that up after I get off the phone with you immediately. Okay. <laughs> um, until then, wow, dark, deep, angry issue. Hopefully you've given some insight into some um, deep conversations. Sometimes it's just needed. Ugh. Can't say that next week will be different. Because we're in a funk, 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 funk. Yeah, not ready for this type of combo, but it all came out. So I guess that's just where we're at. I can only hope that we get to talk about more fun stuff next week, but probably not. Downtown, fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, it's uptown. I know. I was thinking a joke about like, it's down because everything sucks. God. I just heard nothing. Okay, well then, I will talk to you next week, Maggie. Bye. Bye.